Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome in. To this edition of the opening kickoff podcast, we have a great show in store for you guys. I'm your host, Dave Steinmuddle. I got my guy, Brandon Stevens, with me. We'll get his official introduction in a moment. Peyton Gerard joins us a little later in the pod. We have a great show as we dive into the NFL offseason and we preview everything with our friend of the show and NFL blogger, Lindsay OK. We go through a lot of quarterback discussion and some of the recent stuff going on with the Houston Texans and stuff like that. Really worth it. It was a lot of fun. Forty About a 50 minutes we went with her, so a lot of really good stuff in there. And then just going to talk a little hoops here at the end as well, but let me officially bring in my guy, co-host number one, Brandon Stevens. How you doing, Hello. buddy? You know, I'm doing good, man. Uh, it is a rough time at the current moment for me because the Celtics are just, they're trash, Dave. And it's its so hard watching bad Celtics basketball. Like, it takes me back to, like, those, like, after KG, like, the, like, after KG sort of, like, in between where we are now years. Like, just watching Eddie House and, and Rondo running offense. It was so painful. And Kendrick Perkins, and like, it was it was all hard to watch. And I'm not equating that team to this one, but their play, the 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 their style of play, and the amount of wins they're bringing in is very reminiscent of those times. It's upsetting. I I can imagine, and we'll get into a little bit of hoops here at the end of this podcast um, after the Lindsay okay interview, but some housekeeping things. First off, go give us a like on Facebook with opening kickoff podcast. Go search us up, go find us, give us a like, let's get more people. We're putting out stuff every day, every day. We put out clips and there've been some pretty good ones. Go follow us on Twitter as well. We got some cool stuff that we're going to do there as well. So be sure to follow like us on Facebook, follow us at Kickoff Pod on Twitter. Any other thing, go to the iTunes store, go to the Google Play Store, go wherever you are getting this podcast. Rate, review, subscribe to this pod. You'll never miss a new show. Guys, we are doing a lot of good stuff here. We're putting out a lot of content. We got some great guests that we will work on getting on here in the next couple months. So you don't want to miss out. And again, be kind, go leave us a review, good or bad. We we are open to all, all uh, criticisms here. Let, it, let us know what we're doing. And with that being said, let's bring in our good friends at Thrive Fantasy. Yeah, the NFL may be over, but Thrive Fantasy has a lot of great daily fantasy betting going on for you. Come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this season. 
Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. They've eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about the top-tier athletes in a respective sport. They do the NBA. They do Major League Baseball, which starts up today. Pitchers and catchers reported. You have PGA. You have eSports. Get it on the PGA stuff. They do them all weekend. Choose five out of the ten player prop options to build your lineup. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over or under on its likelihood to occur. The the more points the selection is worth, the riskier it is. Rack up the most points and win a share of the prize pool. If it is the PGA, which we have a tournament this weekend, thrive as new contests each day of the tournament. So you don't have to sweat about your golfer getting eliminated. If you pick Tiger and Tiger's out in day two, you don't have to worry. Thrive has awarded over $1.4 million in prizes since launching in 2018, and they have new prizes weekly and daily. Use promo code KICKOFF when you sign up today, and you'll receive an instant $50 bonus on your first deposit of 20 bucks or more. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store or by visiting their website, www. ThriveFantasy.com. Sign up and hashtag prop up today. We're going to take a quick timeout. On the other side, our Thrive Fantasy guest of the week, Lindsey OK, joins us as we dive into all things NFL offseason. Sorry it took so long. You're fine. <laughs> Welcome back to the opening kickoff podcast. Oh, great time of the year. The NFL is in the offseason. And just like the soap operas that run every day, at like one or two o'clock that you that again everybody at one point in their life watched when they were younger a soap opera one way or the other the nfl offseason is like as the world turns there's so much to talk about so i'm day samuel peyton gerard is with me peyton how you doing doing well doing well it's um it was a sad sad week like last sunday when i realized like no football's on so it's definitely getting back in that realization like, yeah, now we're back to reality. What do we do without football? And I guess that's like what the Pro Bowl is kind of for because, like, you get prepared like nothing because basically the Pro Bowl is nothing, and it really was this year. So getting used to that, I guess, trying to figure out what to do with my Sunday, trying to avoid, like, chores around the house basically at all costs. So, yeah. We thought who better than to talk about the NFL offseason and help us go through that than NFL blogger Lindsay OK is back for the second time. Lindsay, how are you doing tonight? I am good. How are you guys? Doing well. Like Peyton said, I, I sat there Sunday and I'm sitting there and I'm like, shit, what am I going to watch? Like, do I watch yeah. a movie that I've seen three or four times that I semi-enjoy? Mm-hmm. Nothing on Netflix grabs me. I was like... I guess I watch hockey. I ended up watching your your Penguins, but I mean, yes, like, mm-hmm. like they're they're doing okay, which is okay. good. They're doing okay. okay. Haven't lost to the Caps yet, so that's a huge yeah. win. That's a discussion for another day. There, no one's here to hear us talk hockey. We're here to talk about the NFL offseason, and some big things have already happened. And we'll start with the news that came over the weekend: J.J. Watt granted his release by the Houston Texans. I don't think any of us were surprised by that move. So I'll ask this question, Lindsay, and we'll start with you. If you're J.J. Watt, where do you think you would want to go play next? 
So my top landing spot, if I were JJ Watt, is Buffalo. Um, mm. I think he is such a great fit there. He would be like if we were to go back and they were to replay the playoffs with JJ Watt there, I think that could have been the difference between them losing to Kansas City. So, and that's what everybody in the AFC is trying to do right now is lose to Kansas City. Um, yeah. Or I mean, beat Kansas City. Sorry. Um, but yeah, I just think it makes sense. Um, he fits in well there. He has the skill set. He he's The thing about J.J. Watt is he already got his big contract, and now he just wants to win. And I feel like Buffalo is a great place to do that. So, Yeah. I, w- I mean, I would agree. I think, like, as a Steelers fan, I think they're pushing, like, the narrative, you know, the brothers, that whole thing, Pittsburgh winning culture. They support the players more than the Texans used to. Like, it all sounds like really cool, like on paper, but like at the end of the day, like does it work? Does it fit? Because you already have like a very good defensive line, you have depth there. Who's the odd man out? Like, is it Tyson Alu? Is it Stephon Tuitt? Like, are you gonna try to push Cam Hayward to less reps? Like, where where does that fit? You know, um, and they already rotate like a decent bit, like in certain situations. So, I I would like JJ Watt as much as everybody else in the AFC. Um, I think he is going to try to stick with AFC unless it's like the Packers, you know, the home hometown, that thing, that whole narrative. But I mean, I kind of like what Lindsay said, like Buffalo, like he's looking for a team that he knows is already like there. They just need a couple more pieces. They're a couple, you know, a couple plays away. They're, you know, a couple things away from like winning a Super Bowl or getting there at least where, the Steelers, like, were such a limbo team. Why would he want to come play for us? Where you don't know what Ben Roethlisberger is doing. You don't know what Ben Roethlisberger is going to look like next year. Like, that, there's so much in question. And if you were going with all these questions, you would have just stayed in Houston. So, uh, I would lean, yeah, kind of like Buffalo or like the Packers. Um, I think those are probably very good landing spots. Teams that are close, they need a little more help defensively. So, so I'd probably lean there. But... I mean, even the Browns was, like, one today, and it was like, do you really want to go there, J.J. Watt? Like, do you really want to go be a part of that show? Because eyes are all over them next year, like, even more than they had the last couple of years. So, like, I don't know. But I would lean with one of those teams. Face. That's the thing that sticks out to me about Cleveland is they yeah. have So. I, I think it's the Packers where he ends up going. And I'm going to say, I must say this. J.J. Watt is a great player. Don't misconstrued somebody will misconstrue what i'm about to say he is a great player but at this point in his career i think you're looking at him when you go to sign this guy as a rotational piece because he, he's in, on the wrong side of 30 with all those injuries that body just is the wear and tear is going to catch up with him so all of a sudden you kind of take it from okay you're not looking at him like a three down guy anymore He's more situational, like you were talking about what he'd be with Pittsburgh. The Ravens, if they didn't go out and get Clays Campbell and probably going to re-sign Derek Wolf, I'd say the Ravens are the perfect spot because he wouldn't have to play every single down, which at this point in his career, I don't think he can do that anymore as effectively as he was earlier. I think it's the Packers. You put him with Zadarius and, and Preston Smith on the outside. You've got Kenny Clark inside. They need one more guy that can rush the passer from up the middle. 
if you need proof, go back and look at the NFC Championship game. Tom Brady was like, oh, here they come around my side. I'm just going to step up in the pocket and boom, go down the field. They need a pressure up the middle. And if you're J.J. Watt, go home to Wisconsin. Finish your career out there. That's where you'll be the most successful. I like the Buffalo idea, but everybody's like, oh, we got to have J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt's going to go here or go there. At this stage in his career, a lot of people need to understand he's going to be looked at as more of a rotational piece and not the dominant guy that he was for so many years purely because the wear and tear on his body is going to catch up if it hasn't already caught up with him. Yeah, I mean, I'd agree with it. I think, I mean, his idea of what's going to happen is much different than what reality is. Like, he's playing every snap. No one's getting him off the field, but, like, that's just not, like, what it is anymore. And, like, it does kind of seem like the most, like, J.J. Watt, like, hardo move to go back and play where you were raised. And, like, it just seems like such a J.J. Watt thing to do. Like, you know. But, yeah, I, I think – I think it'll be done before the draft. That's my opinion on it. I think he'll want to know. He wants to know right, as soon as he can so he can prepare with that team as, you know, get all that preparation, learn the playbook, everything like that. So I think in the, when is the, what, April, what, like 20-something? or something. Oh, it's early. So, uh, yeah, so he probably in the next, like, March, he'll probably sign with somebody. Let's talk about the other Houston Texan that is in the uh, – in the news a lot. Uh, Deshaun Watson, the saga continues. He is probably going to be the biggest name and most talked about quarterback this offseason in terms of where he will go, what he will, what will happen with him. Lindsay, I mean, you covered this more than we do. What, what is your sense of what we'll see here with Deshaun Watson? Do you think he gets traded? Uh, yeah, I think um, – like they're just sitting here basically putting out a statement every day saying that we, we're not trading him. He's staying here. Like we swear. And like that, to, I mean, I realize they want to keep their star player, but it's like a lost cause at this point. I mean, you're going to do more damage to your team. I mean, they've already done so much damage to that team, but I mean, just like making him pl- making him stick around and play there is just not going to be well for anybody. Like it's like a divorce. You know, it's like you're not – you can't stay together for the kids anymore. Like, you just have yeah. to go your separate ways. Um, so, I, I think he eventually goes somewhere. Now, exactly where he goes is kind of up in the air for me. I don't want him to go to Washington, which I do think it would be a good spot for him. I think he fits in well there, but it's kind of like a lateral move for me. Like, you don't want to go from one shitty organization to another. Um mm-hmm. So, I, I, I just – I love Deshaun Watson so much. I think he, he does – such great things in the community and he is just like such a good like stand-up guy i don't want him to go to another organization that's not going to appreciate all of him if that makes sense so i don't want to see him go to washington i could see him in carolina i could see him in new england um miami is another good spot but then you have to figure out what you're going to do with your quarterback there so i don't know there's but the reality of Deshaun Watson is he could basically go to almost every team except probably 10 and you know he'd be an upgrade there so Atlanta's another good place I would like to see him but I mean like you could pick out any team there's at least probably two in each division that you could put him in and the team would automatically be better so it's I I agree with you I think he's definitely going to be he's going to be somebody that we're going to see rumors about he's going to be somebody that people are going to you know make up those 
fake Twitter accounts for just for retweets and, you know, try to fool people. Like we're mm-hmm. going to be so much of that. So, but, and Deshaun's somebody that he wants to do things himself. So he's not going to leak some stupid info just so people can talk about it. Like he, he's going to be straightforward with it. Yeah. I, I, I would agree. I mean, like I've, kind of move like why would the Texans move him to anyone in the AFC when you take that risk of like full out embarrassment of like playing him and him just like revenge game that whole thing like I think they want to avoid that at all costs like their their image is already terrible but you don't want it to be even worse going like trading him like to Miami and then you have to play him and then like they, he comes to town and he just whoops your ass like that is something that they wouldn't live down forever so it goes the thing like I saw the Panthers apparent allegedly offered them everything that they could find. They offered Christian McCaffrey. I heard those. And things. yeah, I, I mean I don't know what to believe anymore. Like everyone, I think like people are saying like some stuff is fake. Then I think I think everybody is throwing everything they can get together and saying, "Well, is this is this enough?" No, shit. And they're like, "What? Who else do we have back there? Anybody?" And it's like, "How many more picks do we have?" Like, do you think we're going to win? Do you think we even need these picks? Like, that's what they're going back. So it's like, I, I know I was like talking to some guys who were Panthers fans today. And they're like, no, we can't get rid of Christian McCaffrey. And it's like, dude, if you can get Deshaun Watson, a guy who's going to be around probably a lot longer than Christian McCaffrey, like, right now your mind is like, he is like a top back right now, right? But five years from now, is he going to be at the top back? I don't know. And Two years. I, but Exactly. Like, it, it, it could change, like, overnight. But I'm very confident in saying Deshaun Watson is going to be around for years to come, and he's going to play at a high level. I just think that's, like, his natural, like, given ability and, like, able to play football. Like, he will figure it out and make plays and make a team better. Where it's like, can you get rid of a, get rid of a guy, you know, really high and then, you know, get him in return? I don't know. I, I don't think anyone knows where he's going. I don't think he knows where he's going. Like, he, like, they don't care where he wants to go. That's done. Like, they're done with him. I would just say that. Like, they don't, they, they let J.J. Watt walk out the door. Like, he, like I kept going back to the thing about this. Like, why didn't they trade him for anything? Like, a pick. Like, I don't know, like, how that worked out, like, structurally, if that could work. Like, but they didn't even try to get anything for him at all. So it's like, why, why do we have any faith that they're going to keep Deshaun Watson? It's just, it's just lie after lie. There's no option. No one can save it. I don't even know. Quincy Avery, if he became the head coach. That, there you go, Dave. There you go. <laughs> His quarterback coach became the head coach. There you go. That would be the only way. But, no. There's no shot. See, I've got this, I've got this feeling. I really oh, I do. I hate you. I just that hate you. You're going to well, say you, this. Look, you hate me for a number of a number, anyway, of but we're not getting to that. We're not going to get into that. I I believe at some point he will be traded. I do believe that, but I, I'm also beginning to like sit there and go, "Holy shit, we may actually get to like August and go." Deshaun Watson's still on the Texans. He's not participating in anything, mainly because you're going to hear Cal McNair from what today's February 16th from now until the start of training camp. Oh, we're going to work it out. We're going to talk. Deshaun is a valued member of the Texans. Like, I actually do believe, Cal McNair believes, 
that he can just walk into the room. Him and Deshaun Watson are going to have a conversation, and Deshaun Watson's going to leave the room and go, God damn, I'm a Houston Texan. I don't want to go anywhere else. Like, I truly do believe Cal McNair believes that he can do this. The question is, how long before he realizes, no, car's packed up, everything's in the car, Deshaun's ready to leave. He just needs you to tell him where the destination is at this point. So I I think he gets traded. I don't know where he'd get traded to because I don't know how late into the process this will be, but I'm beginning to also think we could see a scenario where Deshaun Watson is a Houston Texan. Mm. And then any I don't think so, but I I like the point where you said that Cal McNair believes that he actually thinks that because I didn't think about that before, and I believe you. <laughs> um, they all think that. Everyone at Houston yeah. Texans thinks they know everything. Like yeah. Easter Bay, all those idiots. They all think they know what's best. Like mm-hmm. they let DeAndre Hopkins go out the door for nothing, like nothing. And I mean, and that's that's the thing that makes me pause in all of this and go. Okay, I'm like 99 Watson's going I am I am 1% sure that all of a sudden Deshaun Watson will be a Houston Texan when the season begins and he isn't playing because he looked at him and said Trade my ass, and I'm still there. I'm cutting in and out on you guys. I apologize. Yeah, I was going to say I was going to hope that you noticed that before I I, I, I did notice. That. I did okay. notice because you particularly, Peyton, you, your face froze on a really goofy look. So I was like, yeah, that's probably – he's not doing that on purpose. Me? Yeah, you. Mm. It probably looks great on my well, end too, I'm just saying. Yeah. But yeah. – No, I agree with you. I, I think what will come down to the end of this is we will talk about did the Houston Texans win a trade? Did they win this trade? Or did they get, you know – and they get fleeced again, you know, they they completely screwed it up again, which is possible. Like, they could, like, just completely give them away for nothing. And, like, nothing is probably, like, two first-round picks. Like, they could do that. Like, I don't put anything out of the realm of possibilities that they could screw this up and not take advantage of getting someone in return that can help them, like, for the future. Like, they have no picks. You have nothing. You have nothing to work with. I don't even know why anyone would want this job as a head coach, but I don't know. All right, enough about the text. This is an abysmal franchise. If you freeze freeze again, I'm just going to start talking. Go ahead. Go ahead, by all means, because somebody out there will say, hey, it's better when you're talking and not me. I am Mm. okay with that. Let's move on to the other quarterback in the news, Carson Wentz. Some people fell for the fake rumor today that he had been traded to the Chicago Bears. It's out there. We know that he isn't going back to the Eagles. Lindsey, it's the Bears or the, the Colts right now. Which one do you think is a better fit for him? Um, I like both of them, to be honest with you. I think Carson Wentz is going to be one of those guys that, that really benefits from a change of scenery. Um, but I like the Colts for him the most, I think. Um, I feel like if he wants a chance to actually win, which every quarterback in the NFL does, I think that I still think they're a couple a couple years away from actually winning anything, but um, you know, he's a definite first step, but it it all depends on health. 
it's going to really suck for the Colts if they go from having Philip Rivers for a year and then going to Carson Wentz and have him getting hurt right away. Um, Cause then you're wasting such a talented team. So that's going to be something that they're going to think about. Um, I, and the same goes for the bears too, because you're going to go from the Nick Foles experiment to Mitch Trubisky. God knows what they're going to do with him too. Um, so I don't know. It's just a big mess. I think either one is going to kind of put him in the same spot, you know, a couple steps away, but kind of filling a need for that particular team, wherever, whichever one, or if he goes elsewhere. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the Colts, they're set up so much better, like their defense, running game, like everything. And I mean, Frank Reich is like just such a better coach than Maggie. Like, it's like, I mean, it's, just not even close, like where they are on the spectrum. But it's like, I I do know for a fact, Dave, from our from a good source, that <laughs> the deal was the deal was done. On the I, like, it was it was done. They just need to send it over that he was going to be a Colt, and then the Eagles like screwed it and said no, that's not enough. I know that like for a fact, like from like people that were there, like that it's done, and then they pulled out. So I think. Because of that, I think the Colts are kind of more like, you know, like Chris Ballard is like, what the fuck? Like, why would I Why would I want to talk to you again? You just screwed me out of a deal and you want more? I was willing to give you this, this, or that, and now you're saying no? And you said yes before? Like, I'm done. I'm just out. Like, he'll figure something else out. Like, he's made teams work with, like, nothing. And, I mean, credit to him. So, I think I think he'll ultimately be a bear. Just because, like, I think the Eagles are going to outthink themselves and think they're getting the better deal with them. I don't know what they're going to have to give up for Carson Wentz. I know they want a first-round pick. The Bears are probably dumb enough to actually give it up for him. So, and I mean, it just, the headlines make sense, right? Like, you got Nick Foles and Carson Wentz just, like, back together, right? Like, it's just going to go back and forth. They're like, put in Foles, we're going to win a Super Bowl now. Like, that's that's just what it's going to be. And, I mean, maybe, I, I agree with Lindsay, like, Whatever, wherever he goes, he needs a change of scenery. Like, whatever it is, and it's going to be good for him, like, personally, probably his mental health. Like, dealing with Philly over and over has got to be painful, especially after, win, like, helping win a Super Bowl. I won't say he won a Super Bowl because he didn't win the Super Bowl. But I think, I think he'll go to the Bears just because of the stupidity between both organizations. I look at Carson Wentz and Sam Darnold in the boat of if you trade them, you better be prepared that they can turn it around and it's going to haunt you for the next X number of years that they're in the league. Because, like you said, I look at Sam Darnold in the same boat. Probably just needs to get out of town. Morale's low. Just it, We talked about during the year. Carson Wentz looked unconfident when he was playing behind the Eagles. I, you just He needs to go. And wherever he goes, I think you get a better shot at getting that 2017 Carson Wentz where everybody was, oh, my God, he's the MVP. He's going to be the MVP of the league prior to that knee injury because ever since that knee injury, he just hasn't been confident, whether it's in the offensive line, the wide receivers. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you, Peyton, for, for that. Or even down to the coaching staff, because we know him and Doug Peterson weren't on good terms, especially this year. So you factor all that in, and it's just – it took a mental toll on the, on Carson Wentz, and you could see that. Get him out of town, 
And I bet you you see the 2017. I love the idea of him in Indy. He is the Colts type of quarterback in my eyes. I don't know if it makes him a Super Bowl contender like everybody likes to say it will. But I think it makes him a very serious threat in the AFC to Kansas City and to Buffalo. And the same boat with the Ravens. I can't put the Ravens in that top echelon there. Speaking of the Ravens, Orlando Brown Jr., we, this has become the NBA now. If you're not happy well, yeah, with the where, Trey, where does he get off? Where does he get off, Dave? Uh, simple. You make $22 million as a left tackle. You make $15 million as a right tackle. There's about $7.5 million reason why he wants to go be a left tackle and not be a right tackle. So let's ask this. Let's ask the question. Lindsay, do you think the Ravens trade him? And if they do, as Peyton just ran off the screen, where where do you think he ends up? Um, I think it's kind of a similar situation with Deshaun Watson. Like it's like a divorce. Like you, if he just doesn't love you anymore, you can't make him love you. So, um, I just feel like the, I mean, him saying he wants to be traded is all the damage that needs to be done as far as the Ravens go. Like I, I worked around the organization, and um, it was a long time ago, so they could be different, but. They're very headstrong and like you work as a team. So they're not going to switch around their entire offensive line just to make one dude happy. Um, I mean, that being said, there's a chance that it could still happen. They could, you know, decide to move him if they think he's that special, but I don't think he's that special. He's a good player. Um, I feel like that he's a good enough player to where if you trade him, you're going to get something for him. Um, it might not, I see a lot of Ravens fans, of course, it's all Ravens fans saying that he deserves a first round pick and all this stuff. That's not going to happen. I can, you know, I can see like a two and a three or something like that, but I mean, it's, he's not a game changing player. He's somebody that works well with the team and the unit, but he's not, you know, that dominant of a player. I I have a feeling some team will get desperate and give a first round pick just because that position that position is so important and so valuable to the to the league. I, I do think that and, and it's a point that I don't think it's mentioned a lot when you talk about Orlando Brown, Lamar Jackson covers a lot of the issues that the offensive line has. When you have a quarterback like that, you don't have to be a great blocker because he can make a guy a guy. I, I think if you look at him with like a – not to take a shot at Joe Flacco, but Joe Flacco is not running like Lamar Jackson, a more right. stationary quarterback, I don't think Orlando Brown's going to look near as good as he is. And you're absolutely right. The, to me, the decision was made with Ronnie Stanley. I think that they do somehow end up getting a first-round pick. But yeah, I think there's just a team that gets desperate that goes, oh, do I want to draft one of these tackles and that be my blind side? And they're okay. very good at they're, – they're like car salesmen sometimes. They're very good at making you believe that you want this guy and you're going to put this pick forward for him. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's – you get a team like, uh, let's just say, the Chargers sitting there at 14 going, hey, we need to shore up our offensive line for our young quarterback, Justin Herbert. That's where you might get a team – a Chargers be like, all right, you know what? He's more he's more of a sure thing for us than any of these kids that we would take in that draft. We'll give up the first round pick. Somebody's going to do it because 
in the day and age with quarterbacks, you got to have a left tackle you have confidence in. Ravens already have that, and I'm sorry. Look, I like Orlando Brown. I like linemen. I coach linemen. I want them to get paid. I want them to dominate. Orlando Brown, there's a lot in his game that bothers me. So am I heartbroken if they trade him? Nah, nah, nah. Yeah. They got the better one at the left side. Peyton, your thoughts? Me either. Let him go. Just let him walk. Just let, I mean, just cut him loose, Dave. Just come on. Oh, wait, no. You're saying that because your team has a need to tackle. That's why you're saying that. Very much so. Very much. Like, literally, I would take anybody other than uh, Alejandro Villanueva. Like, anybody. Like, you could give me, like, who, let's think, who had the worst O-line this year? Niners. Mm. Yeah, yeah I, would, I would take one of theirs. Yeah, I would take a practice squad guy from there. Because, like, literally, it's like he's practicing. Like, every time he's playing a game, it's like he's playing at PPG Arena, and he's literally skating, like, backwards. And he's doing pretty well at it. So he's gotten pretty good at the skating backwards part. Um, he hasn't learned how to go forward much, like, attacking people. But, uh, yeah, I'm done with him. So I would love for, you, for him to just come on over. Just come on down. So probably not possible, but no, not we, well, it, it, shit, we, dude, the Steelers could have literally a hundred million dollars freed up or paying and everybody at most $10 million. If that a year, like there's no shot. We're literally going to like break the bank. We're never going to do that. Like I love like for the false hope of like the Deshaun Watson edits. I love when people edit like people into Steelers jerseys. Cause I know it's just a false route, like Stafford. Knew that wasn't going to happen. Sean Watson, no, that's not happening. J.J. Watt, probably not going to happen. Like, but it's cool to like look at it for a second and be like, damn, that'd be nice, but it's not going to happen. Hey, you have Dwayne Haskins, though. There's your quarterback of the future right there on your roster. I forgot he was there. If Dwayne Haskins wins a game for the Steelers as a starting quarterback, I will, I will I'll wear a dress on this show and sing whatever, like, Britney Spears song or whatever you want me to sing. I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> and I'll let you post wherever you want. Huh? I'm writing this down. Oh, yeah. I, quote me on it. <laughs> quote me on it. If he ever wins as a starting quarterback, okay. I'll do that. I, I, got, I just wrote it down on, on my notepad over here. So you're, you're screwed now, buddy. Because he's never going to – he may never touch the field as a Steeler. Like, ever. So – that's that's probably more what I'm banking on. But that's a good I, place for him to be with his issues because you know Mike Tomlin yeah. putting up any with any bullshit. Yeah, and, well, and yeah. look, the, Dwayne Haskins is a talented quarterback. I don't think anyone All ever right. argued. I'm, his, I'm his, off. I'm just no. His issue was the maturity <laughs> factor. He wasn't mature. You could go back and talk to the people that coached him in high school, and that was the one knock on him was maturity and and not putting in the work that he needed to. And if there's any coach that's going to get it out of him, it's Mike Tomlin. If that doesn't happen, yeah. you're done. I mean, there's, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. If you can't cut it with Mike Tomlin, you ain't making it anywhere else. Yeah, because, like, I hate the argument. Like, do it. I heard someone say the other day, like, Dwayne Haskins had nothing to work with. And I was like, Dwayne Haskins had nothing to work with? Tyler Heineke looked like a god. And he almost beat Tom Brady <laughs> in the playoffs. Like, Literally, I think Twitter literally united for one moment. It was rooting for this guy. Like, come on, win this game. 
I will literally buy your jersey. I don't even like you. I don't even know your team like that, but I love you now. Like, he made it work. Dwayne Haskins, I, I refuse. Like, he is a product of Urban Meyer being so delusional to think Joe Burrow, who was there for three years, wasn't the guy. And I know Joe Brady did a bunch of stuff and helped him out and progressed him. You know, they took that next step. But I – that Joe Burrow the first year at LSU was better than what Dwayne Haskins was. Like, I've never been high on him, never thought he was, like, the guy. But, yeah, like, if he's going to be somewhere for, like, his own development as, like, a person, Mike Tomlin's probably the best guy you can ever, ever want to be around. I want to – since you brought up the Jaguars, I want to – Touch on this before we we wrap up with our. I didn't bring it up. I touched. I said one name, and now you're like attacking it. Uh, well, okay. I'm Urban Meyer Ma- today. That's a that's all. You, it is. you are. I don't know who hurt you. Obviously, you didn't have a good Valentine's Day. So we'll, we'll, no, that's a- I didn't. And I can tell you the entire story of my tragic 48 hours that resulted. It started with the power going out for 30 some hours, no heat, nothing. To, and then it progressed to me being stuck in a ditch of mud with my car and uh, avoiding a tree from hitting my car. Didn't even tell you that. And then it ended on Sunday night, Valentine's Day, me at the animal hospital until two in the morning. So I had a great weekend. <laughs> Clearly it's wild. carried over. It's <laughs> wild. It's a wild 48 hours. Uh, the, the, is Urban Meyer going to be successful? In the NFL, after what what's going on with hiring a strength and conditioning coach from Iowa, <laughs> that was like so funny. I'm trying to figure out why Urban Meyer thought, "Hey, I'm just going to sneak this guy through. Nobody's going to say anything because nobody cares." If your strength and conditioning coach is in the news in the NFL, it's never good. Never good. You don't know who the strength and conditioning coach is. You know who the Ravens one is. That's because he was the dummy that didn't. Wearing a mask that caused the outbreak. Yeah, now Deuce Gruden. Everyone knows Deuce Gruden. Guy was like an assistant strength coach for like the football, the Washington football team, and like just looked like a midget that was like jacked. It was like like literally named Deuce. Like what a terrible name. No offense, but <laughs> I'll but, never forget that guy. Maybe others will, but I'll never forget that his name is Deuce. That's the first I'm hearing of Deuce. So obviously, really look it up. I, it's yeah. hilarious. I will as soon as we're done here, Lindsay. How bad of a look is this for Urban Meyer with what he just pulled? I I don't know if it was like a, I mean, it was a bad look, but I just think it's a reality <laughs> check for him. You know what I mean? Like he, I mean, if you're Urban Meyer, you're making headlines regardless of what you do, especially when you're, you know, the touted after and like you just got this job as the Jacksonville Jaguars, you're going to turn the franchise around, yada, yada, yada. And I mean, that's what he sees he doesn't see he says i can just do whatever i want i can hire whoever i want you know under whatever i want to do i mean they're hire they're making up jobs for people like whatever um they hired like a roster management person today like have you ever heard of that before because i haven't i have it It was in madden 18 and it was really cool because (laughs) like you like literally like basically just like made up salary cap whatever you wanted it to be and that was all it was and you could pay a quarterback a wide receiver that's the only time i've ever heard of something crazy like that but i mean i don't know i just think i think he he likes the idea of being an nfl coach but like now that he's starting to actually get closer to the season and realize that 
it a lot more goes into it than just going to the quarterback you're going to draft's workout, you know? So mm-hmm. I don't know. I think to a point he can't he has the tools to be successful. It's up in the air whether he will be, because for one, it's the Jaguars. <laughs> like you have to turn this franchise around like all the way around like 360 um and like he's they wanted tom coughlin to be the one to do it and now they have urban meyer being the one to do it and a lot of it's going to be put on trevor lawrence's shoulders too which i hate for him (laughs) but i mean it's just what it comes down to i guess i don't know i'd like to say he is going to be the one to do it and to turn the entire organization around but I mean, that's a, and I love Jacksonville. Like, don't get me wrong. Like Jacksonville beach is one of my favorite places in the entire country. And I love the people there. The Jaguars fans are great. I've never seen a bigger passionate fan base ever in my entire life, especially after all that team has put them through. They're still there. They're still buying season tickets. They're still loyal. Loyalty. It's lost these days. People forget about it. Yes. I love. I would love for them to finally be relevant, but to be to put it on one guy's shoulders who doesn't know what he's doing really, and who's never done it before is just a lot to ask of somebody. Yeah, I you like basically hit on the point that I was going to be like going on was like camera like really cut out is um that he when he hired him i think he like went back in his mind and thought he was like at ohio state no one would notice like he was like i'm gonna sweep this guy in no one's gonna know but like now in 2021 where all that is like very like the big topic of discussion like who you're hiring what's their past stuff like that like it's like you could have gotten away with that five years ago like no one would have batted an eye no one would have cared whatever but like after what happened with, like, Zach, Zach Smith was his name, right? Yeah. That was the guy. After what happened with that, I mean, the balls on Urban Meyer to go and hire that guy to be the strength coach. Like, come on, man. Like, I'm sure you probably owed him one for something. But, like, did you really think you had to hire him? Like, you could have had him do anything else and, like, hide him. I'm not saying it was, I'm not saying it was ethically right to hire the guy at all. But I'm just saying, like, he literally, like, they, like, it was right in the news. It was a big talking point. Like, the guy was there for, what, like, a week, if that? Like, I mean, come on, dude. Urban Meyer, like, I, I do have faith. I've always liked Urban Meyer. I've always, you know, liked his coaching style. I mean, Ohio State before he got there was, like, pretty much what Michigan is right now. And he took them to a national championship, playoffs, stuff like that. So, you can't compare the two because NFL and college is so different, but – I mean, if a guy can at least, like, get the, get a team together and, like, change the culture of it, I would I would bet on Urban Meyer. Especially with, a, like, everybody's hopes in Jacksonville, no matter if they think they're going to be good or not, you have Trevor Lawrence at the end of the day. And, like, your confidence just off that has to be through the roof. Yeah. Like, and, and then what's the worst case? Oh, you trade that pick away and get Deshaun Watson? Oh, what a shame. Must be terrible to be Jacksonville Jaguars. Like, it. He's in a situation where he can rebuild. And, I mean, like, Doug Marone went to an AFC championship off, like, I don't even remember. Well, I remember how I was there when he beat the Steelers. So, but it was like, like, if Doug Marone can get them to an AFC championship, I think Urban Meyer can at least get them to the playoffs at some point. And, like, being relevant in the AFC South isn't, like, 
the most grueling task of all time. Like with like how they play each other tough, even how bad the Jaguars were this year, they still tried to play every game at least tough. Like they tried, you know, they didn't pack it in. They tried to play spoiler for some teams each week, but I mean, I have hope. I mean, they have like a decent setup for a team, not the best defensively. They have picks, right? Like they got a decent draft capital too, like Clayus Campbell yeah. and all them, right? So, and I mean, like you have the infrastructure to be good. It's just like, what are you going to do with that? And I mean, that's a that's a thing. Urban Meyer's never been in that situation, so we'll see what he does with it. We'll see how he coaches at the NFL level because there is that difference. You don't bark at NFL guys and question their toughness, or you end up like Nick Saban, where Zach Thomas and Dante Culpepper are like, "Coach, I'm going to kick your ass." So that's the again will be the determiner for me with Urban Meyer is how does he handle coaching pros and not the college and the high school because you treat they're essentially two different types of athletes that you're coaching you could basically give the nfl guys this the practice script and they could go do it on their own they don't need you standing there barking at them to do it 20 times we're a high school kid because no lie no lie i will tell this story because i know none of my players listen to this podcast and if they do i'm kicking their ass because they should be doing their schoolwork Oh, what a hard of what you would use. You're such a good coach. Spent spent <laughs> half an hour in the classroom with him today, drawing a place to only get him to go outside and look at me and go, Coach, what am I supposed to do? Like high school and college are different. Pro guys, they know it as well, if not better, than you know that playbook. You don't have to tell them, hey, Johnny, this is what you do on this play. You like they don't need that style of coaching. So that will be the challenge because that's what a lot of the college coaches coming into pros have to deal with. All right, we have. I want to get out of here on this. Outside of the quarterbacks and some of the stuff we discussed, Lindsey, what is the one thing you're watching to see what happens this offseason? Um, so I think the quarterbacks and like Deshaun Watson and all those people are obviously going to be the biggest, but um there's going to be a lot of players, I feel like, with this year's salary cap that are going to be cap casualties. They're going to be the ones who are cut just because they're owed a large amount of money. So I feel like we're going to see a lot of shuffling between teams, and it's not just going to be, like, fringe players or players who want to be traded. It's going to be actually good players just because they don't have – that money or they don't want to fit them under that salary cap. So that's something I think that we need to watch. Peyton. Um, I, I'm actually like the one thing um, it's kind of like a massive thing. I'm very interested what happens like day one of the draft. Like, I'm always curious, like if like people haven't been traded yet is like now the time like to do it. Like I'd be like, I'll be watching. I'll be like, you know, they could trade this pick right now and get this guy, like, easy. Like, it would be, like, the most, like, I start thinking about, like, that stuff now, like, in the, like, the draft, because I think, like, kind of what you were saying with, like, Orlando Brown is, like, if you're going to, if you need a left tackle, why not trade and just get a guy who you know is going to do a pretty good job? You know, like, I think that's, like, the draft, like, the draft, like, drama is what I'm going to be, like, most excited to see. You know what I mean? So, that's what I'm looking forward to the most and seeing how that all kind of plays out. Cause I mean, as of right now, like Deshaun Watson, those guys, they're not moving right now. And I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. So I'm curious how that all kind of shakes up. 
my thing to watch is the wide receiver free agent class. There are names, and not just names, but impact names. Allen Robinson, Kenny Galladay, Corey Davis, Juju Smith. I mean, this is a loaded free agent wide receiver class. Oh, oh, hush. Calm down. We know. Calm down. Calm down. We know you're not the biggest Juju guy, but somebody. I am. I am a big Juju guy. I want him to stay. But again, I was a defender of Corvette Corvette. I was a defender of it. (laughs) I think you should still do it. That's the thing that I I will be the most fascinated because you always hear about the teams like everybody. Oh, look what the Bills are getting Stephon Diggs. You have this opportunity this year with this free agent class. You can get a guy like that and not have to trade an asset to get him. You can sign him. So that's going to be a really interesting market. I know Raven fans are, oh, we need, we can go sign Allen Robinson, and we can go sign – I look, I personally like Kenny Galladay. I'd love to see him in a Raven uniform, but I know it's not realistically happening. Please do not listen to Ravens fans on Twitter. They are so, like, out of touch. Obviously. I will say- – I will say there is one receiver that I have made peace with will be a Raven wide receiver, and that's AJ Green. I'm beside it. That's who's that's who they're going to sign. Is, is I, like yeah? Did I say that like a couple weeks ago? I was like, wouldn't that be the best move he makes? It's like the biggest spite move. Like Even just saying, screw you guys. I'm so, tired of it. That is so like the Ravens too to sign a guy like that. Not that he's not good or anything, but like to sign a guy a wide receiver that's on the last legs of his career. That's the Ravens ML. I just it's it smells when you look at it. You just go, yep. There's the Raven wide receiver that everybody's going to get so excited that they sign until they realize, oh shit, it's AJ Green. <laughs> AJ yeah. Green's Green best years all over again. Yeah, uh, it's going to be it's going to be something. Lindsay, thank you so much for coming. I on. have one last Uh-oh. question for oh. Lindsay. Okay. They, it was we talked about it like a couple weeks ago, Dave, and I asked you. With Lamar Jackson coming up. Oh, this question again. (laughs) With him coming up, and you're the Ravens, after, you know, what you've seen and all that, Lindsay, what are you willing to put on the table in, let's say, a four-year or five-year contract? Like, how much money would you be willing to put down? Now, I'm not asking you to tell me guaranteeds and signing bonus and that crap, but, like, what, what would you? I said a fair offer. Be four years or five years of like a hundred, hundred to one hundred twenty million dollars. I think that's fair for what we've seen, because I think they want to stick with him. I think they're very committed to Lamar Jackson, and they're forced to make like they want to make him the guy. Like they want Pat, they want Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson the same sentence, not after anything like that. But they're not though. That's the problem. They're not. Like, but I, they want it to be. I know. So the the extension scares me a little bit. Um, just because, and I'm not saying like Lamar Jackson's not good. I'm not saying that we've seen the best of him or not yet, but I'm uncomfortable with paying him Pat Mahomes money. I'm uncomfortable with them and I'm uncomfortable with them potentially being thrown into a situation where down the line you have just this problem with the cap where you're committed to x amount of money and then all your good players end up leaving and you're stuck with somebody who needs the revolving pieces around him in order to be good does that make sense yeah yeah okay so like i'm that's what worries me 
Um, and the thing with the Ravens is like, they've never been ones to go out and get their quarterback, quarterback weapons at all. They never have. Um, that's why we have the AJ green situation where they, they're going to get a old washed up receiver for two years at best, you know, Steve Smith, we've seen it, Jeremy Macklin, we've seen it. So, um, I don't Jeremy know. Macklin. Wow. <laughs> what a name drop. Holy hell. I forgot about him. So do Raven fans. I just yeah. Want, yeah. I just don't want history to repeat itself as far as that goes, because we saw it happen with Joe Flacco. But the problem is Joe Flacco already won a Super Bowl and earned that contract, whereas Lamar Jackson hasn't done that yet. So that's kind of where my mind is at this point. And the thing is, is like you, in order, and I felt this way with Flacco too. If you want your quarterback to stick around, which I agree with you, I think they they're committed to Lamar. They want him to be the guy. If you're not going to pay him pay him that money, then somebody else is. So you're kind of tied at this point. That's why you signed him this off season when the dollar value is probably you're more more, more favorable. Yes, and. You've heard me say it, and I will say it again here. I don't think you can accurately judge Lamar Jackson until you get him a new offensive coordinator because we know that this is Greg Roman's offense. We know that this is it, which is why it was so asinine when John Harbaugh sat up there and said, oh, we run concepts that are developed and as, as complex. No, you don't. If everyone else is telling you that, it is not, and it is simple, then you're not helping your quarterback. And, and you can go and you can watch the games and you can watch the film and go, man, why is Lamar holding the ball? Or why is he double and triple clutching? Because well, nobody fucking gets open for him. He doesn't have the receivers and he doesn't have a scheme, I think, that sets him up to be successful. And like Lindsay is talking about, the only way you're going to find that out is making some sort of change. And that has to be at the coordinator position. If you change the offense and Lamar Jackson is still what he is, then, okay, you know what the ceiling for Lamar Jackson is. But if all of a sudden you get rid of Greg Roman and he becomes a much better, much more complete quarterback, then I'm fine paying him whatever you have to pay him because that's that's what you do with the quarterback. Right. But, like, how much of that is on the player and not the offensive coordinator? And you see that it, that's the, the fine edge where – when you have that discussion, and I've had this discussion with people, you also have to sit down and go, well, outside of Marquise Brown, who is no taller than Me. putting putting yeah putting three kids in a trench coat with a hat, like he he's not intimidating out there. His go-to target is his tight end, who good teams know how to take a tight end away. So it's almost like as bad as the coordinating is, and I will be the first to tell you how bad the coordinating is. He doesn't have the talent around him. And that's, for me, hard where you make that judge, like Lindsay was talking about, where you sit there and go, I got to pay this guy all this money, and I'm not as confident that he is a complete and total quarterback like the other quarterbacks that are going to get this money. But quarterbacks are going to get stupid money. That's just the way the NFL is, because everybody has to have their quarterback, and they pee down both legs if they don't have their quarterback or they have one that's coming up on a rookie deal and they go, here's a blank check, sign it, whatever you want to put in there. So it it is a double-edged sword that the Ravens are playing. And they're not going to get any answers, and we'll do the same dance next year if the Ravens don't improve offensively. Yeah. I just I just feel like with me for Lamar Jackson, like 
a lot of people do want to compare him to Mahomes and like this year with Josh Allen and everything, but you've seen those players gradually get better throughout the year. Like Josh Allen made a huge jump this year. And a lot of people want to credit Stefan Diggs with that, but like, that's not crediting Josh Allen either. Like he made a huge jump just as one player. And the thing is, is like Lamar did not make that jump this year that we wanted to see. And you could say like the offensive line was hurt and that could have, you know, had something to do with it. His lack of wide receivers could have had something to do with it. The coordinating had something to do with it. Um, defenses being able to, I don't want to say figure him out because everybody hates when I say something like that, but it's the truth. Um, you know, all of that has something to do with it. But at the end of the day, like you are forced to make a decision on this player. Yeah. yeah. All right. I think that's a good spot to leave off this conversation. Lindsay, thank you so much for coming on. We had a blast, and we hope to talk to you again soon later on in the NFL offseason. All right. Sounds good, guys. Thank you. Appreciate you. Peyton and I will be right back after this. Welcome back to the Opening Kickoff Podcast. Our thanks to Lindsay O'K for joining us and diving into all things NFL offseason with her. I'm back here with my guy, Brandon Stevens. I am Dave Steinwettle. Peyton Gerard is uh, preparing for the storm that is coming uh, in North Carolina. So that's why he was a part of the interview that we taped earlier, but not a part of this part. And, and Brandon, you and I, we're getting ready for it tomorrow. It's going to be a, a fun time. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm over it at this point, man. Like, I had hoped for snow in the summertime. I was like, man, like, I hope we have a decent winter because Maryland has not had, like, a true So winter, it's your fault. Like. Oh, oh, yeah. I'll take responsibility for this. That's fine. Uh, you know, I I control the weather, man. What can I say? Uh, <laughs> and I definitely, uh, you know, Maryland hasn't had, like, a true winter in years. And here we are getting snow every week or freezing rain every other day. Like, I'm I'm over it. I, I think there comes that point, and for any kid that's out there listening, you will know what we're talking about. I think it's probably, at, for me, it was after high school where it was like, okay, this is just isn't fun. Like, when it, you have snow days, you get off of school from elementary up to high school. That's where you're like, yeah, I love snow. I don't have yeah. to do anything. I don't have to go anywhere. Man, when when you hit college, it's like, oh, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. I had this to do. I had that to do. I got to go shovel. I got to go do. Like, you, all of a sudden, you're you're like, wow, snow is actually an inconvenience. Yeah. And then you're because you don't want to sled because you're probably out shoveling the most of the day. You're tired. You're beat up. And you're just like, man, this is awful. So, yeah, yeah I, I think a lot of people our age are, are over snow and are just like, uh, here we go again. I got X, Y and Z to do. I got to call out work because they are having plowed the roads. And I don't know if I'm going to get out in time. It's just it, it, it's also. Snow days don't exist for college students anymore. No. Not currently. <laughs> well, I mean, you you can make your own snow day. You just don't go to class. Not that we're condoning yeah. not going to class, but you know, everybody you can know, stay in school, kids. That's right, stay in school. <laughs> Except don't listen to us. Well, don't listen to me because I was a B student that took my freely admit I took my days. Where I was just like, Oh, I got a three twenty. 
Yeah, yeah, no, it, there was definitely days where I was like, I looked, especially like those 8 a.m. classes, like you look and you're like, do I really, like, do I really <laughs> want to do this? I really want to do this. Like, I'm sure I could come back Wednesday and be fine. <laughs> or, or what always happened to me, like, Dan and all the guys would be like, they wouldn't have class. And they text, hey, we're going, come over, we're doing, we're doing this, or we're going to go do that. And you're like, man, that sounds fun. <laughs> right. And you're like, damn. And you're like, well, it's only one class. How much trouble do I get if I don't go to one class? And then you do it and you're like, oh, all right, it's not that bad. And then you you do it a couple more times. So, again, kids, do not skip school the first time. Because once you do and you get a taste for it, you, you find your reasons not to go to class. It is yeah, very. Yeah, you got to have, you got to like feel it out in the beginning, right? At least take like the first like three weeks just to, just so you know, you get a flow to class, you get a flow of like how, if you have it more than one time a week, how those days go. Like, is Wednesday normally when you do absolutely nothing, and then, like, Monday's the lecture? Like, you know, you kind of you gotta figure these things out. Right. And again, it's not like you're, we're saying that you miss weeks upon weeks. You, you, you pick and choose. You take an off day every once in a while. Just because, look, there are some days you just need it. Right? Just yeah. like, I just physically, mentally just cannot go and sit for an hour in, in class. I, I just, I need to do something else. Maybe you go exercise or you, it happens. I mean, it, anyone that fools themselves and says, oh, I'm, I'm going to go to class every single day. Good for you. I'm not yeah. disparaging you at all, but for most of us, that is not an easy thing to sit there and say we can do because there are just days where you're like, and you always find the spring semester is when you miss the most classes. Absolutely. Because it's the most beautiful and you're like, oh man. Yeah, semester's winding down. You're not going to see your guys, your friends for a while, your significant other. Maybe if you two are dating, you, she lives in another state, and you're and she's like, "Hey, come over," and you're like, "Shit, I got like three weeks left with her." And then she goes, <laughs> she's going back home, and then you're like, "Well, I, well, you know, I really want to go to class, but uh, I got to go see Boo before she goes back, and we go our separate ways." So, I mean, it's all sorts of stuff that really makes you skip class at the end of the day that's what we're trying to say here yeah but now you don't get that as you were taught me because of virtual yeah you just you know you wake up and you turn that computer on and you just get to it yeah that's that's a something i and i'll i'll say i was i've been in our in the school that i went to high school in every day since football started which was last week i'm it is eerie if you ever get a chance if they let you in, I don't know why they would let you in, but if you get a chance, go walk around in your old high school, the most eerie thing, everything is, and again, it has to be this way. If you're going to have kids back in the building, yeah. it has to be this way, but it is so eerie. The cafeteria that used to have big tables where you could sit like six kids, it's just single desk, all spaced out with a number and you get a number. I mean, it's just like, you you walk through it's like an episode of the twilight zone like you almost don't believe that this is how it looks or what it is but that's you sit there and you go holy crap this is what the reality of the situation has become here it's, it is so crazy that it has gotten to this point 
Yes. Like I can remember last March, you know, people were asking, you know, you think we'll be back after spring break? You know, how long is it going to take? I was confident in my answer that we'd be back after spring break. And then like the day after spring break, I was like, I don't know if I'm ever going back to school. Right. <laughs> I don't know if I'm ever going back. <laughs> it's just weird. I, we were going to talk NBA. I think we're just going to scrap this and just keep going on this to wrap this up. But I walk into in, in the school and like each classroom can only have 16 kids. And so there's 16 desks that each one of the, the classrooms has. You have to wipe everything down. Like any surface you touch, you have to wipe it down. And like for for football, you have we have sixty some kids in the program. We have six different classrooms with at least ten kids in them that are all watching one presentation. Like one coach is coaching on a Zoom essentially for everybody else to watch because you can't all be in one, or we can't divide up and do the varsity and the young kids. And like you're split separate. It is just it is crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, you remember, like, you can probably remember a time where you went high school and and you try to think about how it is now you're going, there's no way, had this have been when we were in school, like, this, there's no way, like, I don't even know how this would have worked. No, I, no I, I mean, I, just, Like, I went to be... a big, like, a, a decent size, right? Like, there was, there was a lot of people. So I don't, like... I think my graduating class had like like 400 people, maybe a little more, a decent size. And, and, and I'm I'm just trying to think like how would we have done that? Like there's there's just no shot. There, I'll say this and then we, we'll move on. Okay, I do have a, a, something else I want to touch on before we go. I I walk we walk I walk into school today. Have to like you can't. There are certain parts of the building you couldn't access because they're doing vaccine. It's a vaccination center. Was in the school. In the school, they met people were coming in because like half the school was taken, so they could take in walk-ins from the outside to bring them in, vaccinate them. They sit there for the fifteen minutes to make sure that they don't have some sort of emergency reaction right after the shot. And it's so eerie. I was telling a couple of the players, I was like, hey, this is why you have to wear your mask inside, because we have the vulnerable public is on the other side of these glass doors getting their shots. Like, you had that, like, it's just such, to me, it was such, just like this yin and yang, where you're like, you're doing all these COVID protections and everything, and everybody's got masks in the program, and you're so conscious of it, and on the other side, you're watching all these people who are also happy and you can just see the relief in their face to see, to, to get a needle in their arm. When I told somebody, I was like, it's the only time in your life you want a needle in your arm. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want a shot any other way, except this one. This is the one shot you want. And it was just fascinating to sit there and, and look at a bunch of 14 to 17 year olds sitting there fully masked for getting ready for a football practice. And on the other side of the, the, the school, is all this jubilation as people are getting their vaccines. And it's like, this is just like bizarro world, whatever you want to say <laughs> is happening here in 2021. And it's just great. I have to ask you, we were talking last week with Peyton and Dan about Valentine's Day. They, those two are, 
in pretty deep relate pretty deep relationships. Peyton, of course, is engaged. We'll be at his wedding hopefully in in July. You and I, uh, I believe, we're we're on train single here. Like we yeah. we didn't have yeah. So what what did you do on Valentine's Day? Because we we didn't have booze to rain money and gifts on. Nothing. Uh, at no, absolutely nothing. I had to enjoy a nice meal. Um, and opened up some gifts that I got from my uh, from my mom. Shout out the moms, and yeah, that was about it. Yeah, like I mean, I guess this is gonna sound bad, but I guess when you're single, that's what you do is you you, you do it for for your family members and you wish them that that. But I always cracks me up. And then and then this is the one trend that I hope the next time I'm in a relationship, I never have to do is this whole making making post. On that day, oh man, to, to, I, it, to it, profound it, my love, like I'm sorry, it's the one trend I can't get on. So, I'm sorry, so performative, bro. Like you only doing this for for the for the app, bro. Like you don't, you right. Uh, hopefully, like, hopefully, outside of this day, you've said half of these things to the other per to your partner at this point. Now again, like at so, some point. Somebody's gonna sit here and listen and go, "Well, you guys don't know. You're both single." Yeah, but I, I use better. yeah, like, but I'm on the app every year. Every right. year when February 14th rolls around, <laughs> it's, it's it's like, look, yeah, you don't want to be rude, but it's like, look, I know you two are together. You've been together for seven years. I don't need you putting cheesy song lyrics as your caption to this to this photo i don't need it i get no. it you two are, <laughs> two are together no, i never I, I never need that like I, I fully understand oh and the thing that really kills me nowadays is like the oh like i didn't tell you guys like you know when to keep it secret i'm like no one cares <laughs> no, no one cares like, yeah, literally nobody was wondering Nobody, no, nobody asked. No, nobody cares. We sound. And I'm like sure somebody's gonna be like, "You're salty," and I'm like, "I uh, no." It's just like I, I just, I, I just don't care. <laughs> I guess call me old fashioned, but you don't have to say it on social media. You can just, you know, say it in person. Like you gotta let people, but you have to let people know that that's what you did. You have it's, it's all about validation. It's performative. It, but you see it in everything, right? And you kind of feel like that's just how things are now, right? Like, you know, you get on, you get a raise, you go on Facebook and say, hey, you know, I got a raise, or you get a new job, and you're like, oh, I got a new job. So it's like people are so used to doing that. And it's like at a certain point, at a certain point, it's just like, just, just enjoy your wins. Just enjoy, <laughs> just enjoy these things by yourself. Like I don't understand why you had to let all three hundred of your followers know that you love. Like, okay, we get that, we get it. Hopefully, you're telling. Like, like I said, hopefully you're telling your partner these things outside of February fourteenth, right? The other three hundred and sixty-four days in the year. Hopefully, you pick some of those days to say something. You just don't save everything for one day. Hopefully. This, by the way, this is not like a new thing that has bothered me. This has bothered me for years, ever since going back to like high school. This, this, this. Oh, everyone's got to know what, what, uh, 
what everyone's doing. Oh, I got to I got to know who's with who. Like I I can eventually figure it out. Like, oh, you two seem like you're spending a lot of time together. You guys are probably together. It is really not that hard to figure it out. But I guess yeah. nowadays it's the social media to for somebody to go, "Oh, I'm oh, oh, okay, they're off the market." Good to, good to know. I I I don't I don't get it. And again, it sounds bad for us saying it because we're the two single guys here. So we <laughs> we we don't I have. Some, <laughs> I know you don't care. I know you don't care. But <laughs> you know somebody somebody is sitting there and going, "Yeah, well, this is coming from the two single guys that don't no. have to worry about worry about doing this and appeasing your significant other." Yada yada. Like again, I will freely admit, part. I do not. I'm, I wouldn't do this if I was in a relationship. I wouldn't. This would be the one ground. I'm like, look. I love you. I want to be with you. I don't want to do the social media posts. They don't need to know everything. Yeah. Like, okay. There's are no you getting privacy. It? Like, there, 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 there just, there just isn't. Like, people just feel like they, they have to let everybody know everything. And I'll never understand. That's like Some the, things uh, you can just keep to yourself. It's fine. I promise. The, I, I don't know if you saw. It was on. I think uh, it was probably Facebook. The where like couples were doing the story. How they met, and it was like all. Oh, like, I don't want to read. I don't want to read your backstory. I don't need to know the backstory on how you met. Like I assume, you probably met at the same place you went to school. Like that's where the majority of the of these people are meeting. So it's right. not that like I I, I, I read it's not like, that children. like surprisingly. Right. I don't need to know who asked who first. I don't think anyone needs to know that. Tell me when you're engaged. Tell me when you're having a kid. Fine. I'm okay with that. But let's, I don't need you to caption on April 15th. I'm glad you exist with heart emojis and the heart eyes, whatever. I don't need that. I get it. <laughs> you're together. Like, come on, people. Let's put some better content out there than taking cheesy song lyrics. And again, Brandon, you know, I love country music. I listen to it all the time. I don't need to see. 10 different Luke Combs songs being com- used as as lines for you to make captions on Instagram. But we're he- I'm heated about this. I don't know why. This is just <laughs> I'm like heated about this. I don't know. It's 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 gotten under my skin for some unknown reason. It I've just it's under my skin today. Here's my old man yelling at clouds thing, I guess, is I'm 25 yelling at people on social media with their significant others. I, you know what it was? It was that stupid Facebook thing where it was, how'd you meet or whatever? And they list it all. I I'll have to send you a picture of it because you've probably seen it and people can probably go look it up. But that was the one where I was like, I don't need your backstory. You, you want to go write a Nicholas Sparks book or whoever the romance our authors are fine ship it to them i don't care because i'm not gonna read it so don't don't waste my time (laughs) i guess i guess that's what i'm saying don't waste my time putting that out there because i'm not gonna see it and i'm not gonna read it i yeah i I don't know it's just like i guess i'm not ever gonna understand right because like at at some i because i don't have an understanding now and i don't think being Relationship is gonna make me change my, you know my what? view on this. We'll, we'll we'll save this for next week, and we'll we'll bring it up with uh, our, our our guest and with Peyton because they're all in serious, if not married, um, 
relationships. So maybe they can enlighten us on to why that that we they do this or they want that. I again, I cannot for the life of me fathom figure it out why we do this other than to say he's mine or she's mine. Like that's pretty much what that is saying to is how it comes across to me. Uh, like again, if you if and and we're done after this, I I, I swear we're, I need to wrap this up here. <laughs> if I'm if I'm sitting at like a restaurant and I'm there with these two people and you start making out, I'm not going to sit there and go, "Wow, you guys are really committed. That's awesome to see." I'm going to be like, "God damn, get a room. Shit, get out of here. I'm trying to eat my <laughs> my steak and steak and potatoes and you two are getting getting it going in the corner booth. I don't need that. And I don't need to see it on social media. Congratulations. You're together. Whoop de day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. <Great>. Let's get <laughs> anything else you want to bring up before we get out of here because we're probably getting in trouble with somebody for what just transpired. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Um that's why I we're think yeah, yeah, I'm sure they're going to be roasting us. Oh, this is why you. Uh, I, uh, you again, can't let them. again, let me let me reiterate, everybody listening. I do not, will not, ever, will never, care. <laughs> <laughs> ever will. Never will. Oh man, Bruce, Bruce. Got it. Oh, and then, oh, no, and then St. Patty's Day, you're going to have a bunch of really cheesy Irish ones. Oh. Uh, but that seems to be the uh, thing. Is every holiday there has to be a cheesy post with you and your significant other? I, I and I maybe... don't, I don't, I don't really want to get into that one because it's like a lot of people don't even understand that. Like, you, it's you're not even Irish, bro. Like, <laughs> not even like you just you're not. Like, you just want to drink. You just, yeah, that's like, what you do. And you could say that. You could just say that, right? Like nobody's gonna look at you. I highly doubt anybody's even gonna notice. <laughs> like if you you know just just go do what you gotta do, man. All right. Like that's it. You don't gotta say your grandfather was from Ireland and he wasn't from Ireland. You don't have you don't have to. Right. I don't I don't need a DNA test to, for you to prove that you're Irish. I don't need that, nor do I want that. Just. Don't act Irish on St. Patrick's Day. Act exactly like you are. You're going out to drink because it's an excuse to drink. That's the only reason you're doing it. All right. right yeah. That's enough <laughs> of us. <laughs> <laughs> enough ranting for the day. <laughs> I thank to Lindsay OK for joining us earlier. Next week we have a first timer is coming on the podcast. It should be a lot of fun. So stay tuned for that one. Uh, for Peyton Gerard, who is getting ready for the snow. For Brandon Stevens. Celtics, please, if you hear this, get it together. Danny, if you hear this, please do something. Please. <laughs> I'm Dave Steinwald. Have a great week, everybody. Don't post cheesy crap on social media. Have a great week, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.